Well, friends, I am back, and I was not going to let this holiday, if I can call it that, pass by without having a Halloween special for the My Take podcast. Uh, I'm not a big Halloween guy. I don't, uh, I'm too old to wear a costume. I'm too fat to be chasing after candy. Beyond that, there's nothing in Halloween that I find redeeming. And so if I can't have candy and I can't wear a costume, I mean, (laughs) the least I could do is do a podcast on it. Welcome to my take. Well, it's not my take. It's Miguel Crespo's take. Whatever. For inspiration to go. Welcome to my take. Pastor Crespo here. My take is your oasis of inspiration and hope in the desert of negativity and despair. Thank you for joining the podcast. Thank you for being a part of the My Take family. I want to, uh, you know, we're, we're, we got a special uh, program or special podcast today. I have some articles that I want to share with you that will lead into uh, what I want to talk about. But I know that there's some new listeners who are, who are just kind of joining the podcast. So if you don't know what the My Take podcast is all about, let me tell you, uh, my take is dedicated to teaching Bible stories and Bible truths using modern-day current news stories. I like to find news articles, hopefully if we can find interesting ones or funny ones, because I like to use those because I like to laugh. But, you know, we can talk about it, talk about what's happening in, in the news article, but then from there, there's something in that article that usually usually leads to something in the Bible. In other words, the Bible is relevant, and usually it has something to say that's relevant to what we just heard about in the news. And so that's what it is. I don't know if you're a church goer, if you go to church a lot, there are people that are interested in God, but but sometimes they're not interested in church. This is for you. This is to just draw you a little bit closer to the author of the Bible, because as you get to know him, your life will never, ever be the same again. And of course, you know, here's another aspect of the podcast, and that's this that, boy, there's so much negativity out there. Everything is about hate this and kill that. And especially in the last few weeks, it's just been so heartbreaking and horrible. Wouldn't you like to listen to something that will be uh, inspiring? Wouldn't you like to listen to something where you can be positive? And if we can find something to laugh about, we're going to, because I believe laughter is excellent medicine. If you want something positive, if you're looking for something to just inspire you, motivate you, teach you something about the Bible. This is the podcast for you. All right, let, let, let's get into it. Uh, by the way, I want to make sure and let you know, if you have a prayer request, if, if there's something going on in your life and you just, you know, I don't have any answers to this problem. I need, I need help, but I need help from someone bigger, stronger, smarter than myself. Send us your prayer request. We will lift those prayers up to the Lord. Uh, mytakemc at gmail.com. So send me your prayer request. We'd love to hear from for you. We'd love to pray for you. Mytakemc at gmail.com. All right, uh, let me let me get into this. I actually have two articles. Uh, one I'm just going to touch on briefly, and then the other one I'll share a little bit more on. But um, <laughs> um, <laughs> this is the title. This this comes from where did this come from? This come from People Magazine. A woman who married a 300-year-old pirate announces their marriage is over. That's right. It seems like uh, Amanda Teague, who's a 45-year-old Jack Sparrow impersonator, she was married to a—doesn't say how she met him, 
Doesn't say how long they dated. I don't. I doubt it was three hundred years. Is that she she married a three hundred year old pirate ghost, and the pirate ghost name is Jack. And uh, well, you know, you think that uh, here's this human, here's this uh, uh, ghost, and you know, I don't know. Somebody says different strokes for different folks, but uh, the article is this. She had to finally announce, not even a year went by, when they she finally had to announce that the marriage is over. That's right. I thought when I first read this, I said, what in the world? Um, I had all sorts of ideas and thoughts that came to my mind. But as I was focusing on this article, I found another one, which had some more detail to it. Here's another article, because I thought this was a one-off, but apparently, um, here's another one. This says, woman who married a Victorian ghost reveals that she's divorced him by having an exorcism. Now, uh, this uh, the person's last name is Brocard. She's 40 years old. She's from Oxfordshire. She divorced her husband because... This is she divorced her her ghost husband because of his obsessive ways. <laughs> so let me let me get some highlights of this article. A woman who married the ghost of a Victorian soldier last year has revealed that they have now divorced. Uh, Brocard insists that she met soldier Eduardo after a ghoul burst into her bedroom one night during a storm. But after their wedding of Halloween in 2022, things went downhill. So this is her comp- uh this pause may not play well in um if you're just listening to the audio version of this podcast but uh um you have to match the pause with the look on my face right now. <laughs> the ghost was too obsessive. Uh she adds this she says he grew increasingly more aggressive and nasty and began to haunt me. I concluded that the only way to get rid of Eduardo was to divorce him. And the way she did that, she had an exorcism. That's right. Um, let me let me share here. She she described him as, and get this, I'm not making this up. She says he was devilishly handsome, this ghost. And uh, he immediately declared her his love for her and uh, over time began to confide in her. And of course, that led to a romantic relationship. But then there's something here that I found that was interesting. She she sensed that he began to lose interest. So so as they got further along into their marriage, she says this the marriage the marriage took a turn after Eduardo, this is this this Victorian soldier uh ghost, he became obsessed with Marilyn Monroe and would return home smelling like Chanel number no. 5, which is uh, the late actress's uh, iconic perfume. Well, the singer had no choice but to consult a psychic after realizing that their marriage was doomed because he was not only being controlling, he was also being unfaithful. How do, can I ask a question? I, 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 how does a relationship like that work? In other words, you know, if if you, if, what are some of the typical things? What are some of the typical typical conversations that a husband and wife have how how would that how would that happen between you know uh, 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 a human being and a ghost you know can you imagine can you imagine um, uh, 
you you're she's she's trying on a new dress and and she says something like you know honey does 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 this dress make me look fat <laughs> but do, do you do you think that they had conversations like that do, do you think that maybe she was uh um complaining about having a bad day or 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 no maybe she was angry at him because hey you know what why do i always have to be the one to cook and clean and pick up the garbage and 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 you don't do anything around the house. What, how, do you, how do you have those conversations? Who decides who does what responsibilities and chores in the home? Uh, who cooks? Who cleans? Uh, what happens when, what happens? You know, sometimes, sometimes you have arguments and disagreements. And um, what happens when you are mad and you want to yell at the person but not only that sometimes you know you want to throw something at them but but you can't because they're a ghost i, I don't know i don't know how this relationship worked out but, but in any event in any event both of these relationships ended very badly so huh <laughs> okay okay you might be asking all right crispo why are you using this in a christian podcast well, let me let me get to let me get to the the Bible piece of this. I was going through these articles and and just asking some questions as I always do in my immature way, in my immature imagination. But I I was remembering a story from the Bible. I want I want to tell you a story from the Bible. Now, this story is found if you have a Bible, you need to read 1 Samuel chapter 28. That that's where you find this story. The story is about the king of Israel at that time. His name was Saul. Saul was the king of Israel, and he was leading God's people. But as time went on, when he first began, you know, serving in his reign, as time went on, he got further and further away from God and further and further into himself. He began to drink his own Kool-Aid. That, that, that's not in the Bible. That's my own, uh, my own way of explaining it. When you take your eyes off of God and you actually believe the hype that you're something big, well, then you start drinking your own Kool-Aid, and that's what happened to Saul. Saul got further and further away from God. Now, here's the deal. Saul found himself in a situation where he was going to go into battle. Saul was about to fight this battle against an enemy, and he wasn't sure what was going to happen. He did not have the assurance that God was with him. He knew that he had strayed away in his heart, but he, he didn't know what to do. So the Bible says in 1 Samuel 28 that he decided to consult a witch medium. He, he went to go see a witch, and he wanted this witch to raise up the former prophet Samuel. And he wanted to have a conversation with Samuel. So the Bible describes this, this thing where, where this witch supposedly, you know, she brings up Samuel and, and God, and I'm sorry, and Saul, he has a conversation with Samuel, and the, the, it records the conversation. It records the subsequent battle that Saul had, and Saul died in that battle. Now, here, here's an interesting thing when you read the Bible. Saul went to see a witch. But what uh, a lot of people, maybe you're not aware of this, the, the Lord had given strict rules about witches in Israel. They were not allowed to be, it, it was, it was, uh, to say it's illegal would be understating it. The Bible says in Exodus 22, verse 18, you shall not permit a witch to live. In other words, if any sorceresses, necromancers, witches, 
mediums, any of these people were found in the in the in the territory of the nation of Israel, they were supposed to be put to death. They were not allowed to even live. These people were under the penalty of death. So for for Saul to be able to uh, um, what's going on with the light here, for Saul to be able to be, to you know go to see a witch was illegal. He shouldn't have done it. Now, what, here's a question. Uh, Saul was doing something he was obviously not supposed to do. But uh, we're dealing with an issue here of, uh, and, and I'm having, let me just check something. Okay, so I had to pause for a second because the it seems like the lights here were going off and on, flickering a little bit. And I want to make sure if you're watching this podcast, I don't want anybody freaking out. It is currently snowing outside. And Apparently, the snow is heavy enough where it's putting a strain on some of the power lines. So we're seeing this go back and forth. So don't, don't, don't sweat. It's not, it's, not, it's not Eduardo, the Victorian soldier. It's not the other. It's not that 300-year-old Haitian pirate who are upset about this, uh, what's going on here. <laughs> Boy, that's interesting. Doing a Halloween special and the lights are going off and on. Ooh, that's kind of weird. Um yeah, but uh, but but no, sorry. There's a there's a logical explanation. The power is acting funny. So, all right, we're gonna we're gonna keep the podcast going. I'm not I'm not stopping. All right. So where was I? Okay. So Saul, Saul went to see the witch at Endor. It was uh, he was breaking God's law. God had made it very clear. The question that I want to ask, and this is this is what I want to ask: Why why was it? Why was it illegal to have witches within the realm of Israel? What was it? Why were they under the death penalty? Why would God not want them to do what Saul was doing? Well, uh, let me share some Bible text with you. Let, let me do that. Uh, when, when it comes to this notion of ghosts, when it comes to this notion of raising up the dead, the Bible is very, very clear. If you were to do a study you would learn a few things, and I'm going to share some of these verses with you. I got two here on the screen. Psalms 115, verse 17, and also Ecclesiastes 9, verse 5. Listen to what it says. It says, The dead do not praise the Lord, nor do any who go down into silence. In other words, the dead don't get to praise the Lord. Uh, Ecclesiastes 9, verse 5 says, For the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing, and they have no more reward, for the memory of them is forgotten. Let me share one more verse here. Psalms 146, verses 3 and 4. The Bible says, Put not your trust in princes, in a son of man, in whom there is no salvation. When his breath departs, he returns to the earth. On that very day, his plans perish. You see, here's here's part of the problem. When the Bible discusses death, the Bible says that in death, there is no more knowledge. In death, your thoughts and your plans perish. The dead do not know anything. You know, if you go to John chapter 11, you read a story, and I don't have that to show you on the screen. You read a story of Jesus. Jesus went to, the, to see his friend Lazarus. Now, what makes this story interesting is that Lazarus was dead. Lazarus was sick. Lazarus died because of his sickness. Jesus shows up a few days later. But but in John chapter 11, Jesus says something real interesting. He says to his disciples, 
He says this, our friend Lazarus is sleeping. I am going so that I can wake him up. And they said to Jesus, well, if he's sleeping, then this is good because he's able to take rest. You know, being sick, it's always good to get some rest. But Jesus then said plainly to them, our friend Lazarus is dead. You know, in the Bible, you hear references to death as a sleep. That's right. The, the, it, it's, um, this is something that, you know, you have to study the Bible deeply to, to just be able to get all the text that you would need. But, but very briefly here, the Bible tells us this, that death is a sleep. That in death, there is no knowledge, there is no remembrance, there is no love, there is no hate. And the Bible tells us this, that, that, um, that there are no such thing as ghosts. Now, you might, if you're a Bible student if you, and you've heard the story of the witch of Endor and Saul and the raising up of, of Samuel, the question you might say is, well, who, what's that all about? How, who, is, who was Samuel? Well, you have to put all this together. This is the reason that witches and sorceresses were to be slain, that they were under the death penalty. Because, my friend, there is such thing as the spirit world. The, the spirit world is real, but not all spirits are of God. And so we need to, when you start putting some of these things together, you start to, you know, understand a few things. There's this notion in the world that the soul of man is immortal. In other words, that man is actually two parts, two individual separate parts, that there's the body and then that there's the spirit or the soul. And even in even in movies, you, you watch any of the movies that are out there. They they marvel. Uh, they they make this idea that you have a soul that's separate and it can go apart from the body. And, and that's not how the Bible explains it. The Bible explains the body, the a living soul, is a combination of both the body and the breath of God. But when you separate the two, that is death. Now, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, to try and explain death is kind of trying to explain, you have to understand what life is. But even life is hard to explain. Because you can explain the beginning of an organism. You can explain, for example, we could probably try to explain how a plant grows. But, but how do you explain self-awareness? How do you explain what we call, you know, our mind and our soul is one, but the ability to think and to love and to feel and, and even to hate? How do you explain all those things? So as challenging as it might be to explain how life began, it is sometimes maybe challenging to explain how life ends. But when we read the Bible, to try and put it in, in terms that we can understand, the Bible explains that, that life comes like life came to Adam. God formed man from the dust of the ground. He breathed into his nostril the breath of life. And the Bible says in Genesis that he became a living soul. So in other words, a soul is not what you have. A soul is what you are. Now, what is death? Well, death would be the opposite. It's the breath of God leaves you, and then your body returns eventually back to the ground, to the dust from which it came. And so, and so we need to understand these things because the question is, how does this all play into why, 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 is, why are Christians opposed to the celebration of Halloween? Why did the Bible in the Old Testament made the practice of witchcraft 
a capital offense. It's a death penalty offense for for practicing witchcraft and dealing with with uh, the the spirits. Well, let me share some another verse with you that I have here. This this text is talking about God Himself. In First Timothy chapter six, verses fifteen and sixteen, it's talking about God, and it says, "He who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone has immortality." You see, the Bible describes God, and one of the descriptions that it says about God is that God, God is immortal, and He alone is immortal. Now, He extends immortality to to others, but He it derives from Him. But if man can live, and if man can die, and when man dies, his it, it's it, Jesus refers to it as a sleep. You have no knowledge. You have no hatred. Then, then. We're not immortal. Our souls do not live on after death, at least not immediately. Uh, I, I have, uh, let's see here. Uh, so this, this is the, here's a question. If the spirits are not the spirits of the dead that we're seeing or talking to or marrying, if, we're, if these are not really people that have died, if these people are really, well, what are they then? Are these people making it up? Well, in some cases, they may be, but in some cases, as I said, there is a real spirit world. But the Bible describes these spirits. It says this. It says, they are the spirits of devils. This is Revelation chapter 16, verse 14. They're the spirits of devils working miracles, which go forth to the kings of the earth and the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. Let me, let me try and, and simplify some of this for you. Uh, I wanted to take a moment to talk about these news articles about these people marrying ghosts, and then apparently it doesn't work out because they get divorced because ghosts are committing adultery with other ghosts. And, you know, <laughs> this is crazy stuff. The Bible, the Bible has something to say about this subject. And when you read the Bible, when you study what the Bible says about death, yes, there is a spirit world, but not all of these spirits are of God. And when it comes to those that have passed on, that have died, they they are they are there there's no other Jesus described it as a sleep. That's the best way that I I can only use the words of Jesus. And in this in this state of death, what happens is that the breath goes back to God who gave it, the body decomposes and goes back to the elements, but God somehow is keeping that together because one day, one day, he's gonna put them all back together. That's right. Did you know that? Did you know that the Bible talks about death not being the end? Let me, let me share some scripture with you. In 1 Thessalonians, and I know this is probably a little bit longer podcast, but, but bear with me or pause it and, and finish watching it some other time. But in the book of Thessalonians, we find something really interesting. So the people in Thessalonica received the gospel message with joy, and they were so happy. The apostle Paul was sharing the truth with them, and they loved it, and it just transformed the people there. And they had this church but they had a misunderstanding about death. You see, the people in Thessalonica thought, we believe in the second coming of Jesus. We believe that he's coming back again, and we're going to go to be with him forever. But they saw when a person dies, that a person, they would die, they would be buried, and if they were dead long enough, they would decompose and, and, and you know, deteriorate. So they, there was this belief among some of them that if you died before the second coming, you weren't going to be in the second coming. And so a husband who lost a wife or a parent that lost a child would 
live with that saying, oh man, I, this they died before the second coming. I'm not gonna get, they're not gonna get to go to heaven with me. Paul had to write them some words of instruction. And this is what he says. This is 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Um, starting, I think I'll start at verse 13. Listen to what Paul is saying to these people who were confused about death. He says, but we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others who have no hope. Again, Paul refers to death as asleep. He says, for since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive and who are left until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and, and who are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall always be with the Lord. And then he ends this section. He says, therefore, encourage one another with these words. You know, if, you're, if you've not been a big student of the Bible, maybe some of this is new to you. But the Bible tells us that, that death is not the end. That there will be a time where the dead in Christ will be raised and those who are alive at that time will be caught up together to meet Jesus in the air at that second coming, and we'll be able to spend eternity with him. So those who die, we've not lost them necessarily. There, there's hope. There's the hope of the second coming. There's the hope of a resurrection. But we need to be clear. You know, the reason that, that witchcraft was outlawed in the Old Testament, and it was outlawed and made a capital offense back then, the reason is because the, the spirits that they were communicating with were not the spirits of the dead loved ones. They were the spirits of devils impersonating the dead. Impersonating the dead to bring... Uh, I'm sorry. I wanted to look... I, I was looking for the word there. These were the spirits of devils impersonating the dead to bring deception into the minds of the people. For people to, to believe what the dead were saying over believing what the living Word of God was saying. This is something that we will see played out even more as we get close to the return of Christ, because the Bible says that there will be massive deception on a grand scale. People will be more willing to believe a dead person than a live one. They'll be more willing to listen to the lies of the devil than the truth of God. And so, you know, I, the, we, I can laugh a little bit and, and I can joke around and, and make some scary sounds and, and have a good time, you know, talk about ghosts and all this. My friend, the spirit world is real, but not everything that's in the spirit world is of God. And there's an enemy who's looking to deceive people, to get people to get their minds off of the truth of God's word and believe in the lies of the devil. But you know what excites me when I think about this? What excites me is this, that really... In death, even, there's a reminder of hope because Jesus has gotten the victory over death. Jesus is the Lord of life. He has the power of life and death. And when he returns, those that we've lost, those who have been lost, who have had faith in Jesus, will, will be resurrected. The, the, the question that I leave you with to, to ponder is this, uh, hey, let's not worry about the dead. 
How about we think about the living? How about we think about ourselves and our relationship with you? If we sleep the sleep of death, will we see Jesus again? Well, if you want to be assured of that, you need to get to know him. You need to call out to him. You need to accept him as Lord and Savior. I'm telling you, your life will never be the same again. And I <laughs> I still think of, I'm sorry, I'm still thinking of this, how, how, how do you have a relationship with a ghost and then have the ghost cheat on you? I, you know, God help us. This world is interesting. Uh, we need Jesus desperately. <laughs> Well, my friends, that that is that's my take. And that's inspiration to go.